We're now a couple of days away from the final stage of Q School 2021 and one man successfully through to the final stage already is Nasher John Scott. How are you, John? Yeah, good, Andrew. Yeah, yeah. Um, feeling better after getting through that first stage. Relieved and uh, happy to be going back at the weekend. Oh, exactly. I mean, congratulations for getting through. How would you assess your, your performances over the first three days? I mean, the first day went, was, was perfect, really, for me. Um, you know, the first game I played really well. I had a, an opponent who, who didn't play so well, so that sort of took the pressure off straight away, one win under the belt. So, you know, you always go into these things, especially with the, uh, you shouldn't do it, but um, the social media side and everything else, you, you don't want to be that one person who's on the, uh, in the zero leg club or hasn't won a game, you know, over the, the course of three days. And, and that can happen, you know, you can draw some really tough players straight from from the off every day. So it's not it's not that it's anything to be ashamed of, but it's nice to get that win under the belt. Um, then I played a good friend of mine, Francis Carragher, and um, we didn't have a very good game, but uh, I managed to get through that one as well. Um, then um, played Lorraine Win Stanley, who played exceptionally well for the first three or four legs, and then I upped my game, and I think the pressure told you know, how well I started to play. Uh, she just slipped off a little bit and allowed me back in. Then I beat Peter Hudson, who, again, is another player who went through and would have been one of the names on everyone's lips to, to progress from the, the first stage. Um, so I got, got four wins under my belt um, and three points before I was beaten very soundly by uh, a very good player, Derek Coulson, played really well all day on the first day to qualify so I did a lot of the hard work early on the three points and that did take a bit of pressure off my mind going into the next two I managed to get another point on the second day uh, yeah that, that was enough in the end to see me qualified for the finals and is it fair to say that you've managed to get through that first stage without ever actually playing to the best of your ability I had a couple of good games I mean i a game against Mike Warburton on the, the second day. I was a bit of a victim of he had a bit of a surge in the second half. It was it was literally a game of two halves. Um, I was 4-0 up, um, averaging around 88-89. Um, ended up losing 6-4, averaging 88.5. So <laughs> my game obviously stayed the same for the whole 10 legs. Um, but the last six legs, he averaged something like 108 for six legs um his longest leg was 15 darts at that point and you know so but i played well i was just beaten by the better player you know, i had a few averages in the 80s the majority of my averages were in the 80s which you know is still decent darts people knock it if it's less than 90 or it's not 100 average these days but i always say when you look at things a 16 dart leg is a 94 average and an 18 dart leg is an 83 average, but you're not giving the opponent an extra throw. Mm. You're using the three darts that are in your hand rather than one. And that's the small margins and averages. And, you know, so anything around that 80 plus mark is going to be tough to beat. But yeah, I can play better. You know, the old thing is keep that in the, perhaps in the tank for, for later. That's what I'm hoping anyway. <laughs> and I mean, what was it like? Being back playing in-person dance again. Oh, brilliant! I mean, I, I've 
not I, I have played quite a fair bit of online darts but it's not the same and I, I can't seem to play my level of game online um, whether it's a concentration thing I'm a fairly slow player people will tell you um, so you know the whole process of not having an opponent to take up that time in between your throws so you're sort of always itching to get up to the board whereas I don't like doing that when I play in person it, it's a lot different but yeah I, I always prefer playing playing in person it's, it, it was great you know um, and I have to say well done to the PDC for getting the event up and running all the testing and everything was done really efficiently having all the, the setup in place to in and out of the venue everything was kept safe you know, the tables and everything were distanced apart um, everyone had to wear masks in between apart from when you're playing or practicing um, it was a really well run tight ship from them um, and you know that is the only reason why the event's going on because they are so good at what they do you, you talk about the online there obviously over the last year basically everybody's you know switched to online darts at some point and there were a lot of people posting massive averages online and I think a lot of people were expecting quite a high standard you know at Q school this year certainly in terms of averages and that hasn't really been the case and certainly some of the people who were smashing it online haven't really delivered in person what did you make of the standard in in the block you were in well firstly I don't think it surprised me that the averages aren't what they are at home I mean some people um, obviously are more comfortable throwing on the the same board that they're they're practicing on playing on all the time not to say that their throw is wrong but you know you get used to having a wall down one side of the throw or something you know whereas all the boards obviously in, in a tournament are very open you don't have the distractions of a a marker, you know, standing in front of you, maybe moving or maybe taking a while to put the scores in, you know, silly things that can put you off outside. You know, it's, it's a lot more comfortable indoors. Um, the standard was still good. I mean, you know, it's, people are playing for something very prestigious to get through to the finals and trying to win a tour card. That brings its own pressures, similarly to when people used to compare the averages in the PDC World Championship and the BDO. The BDO World Championship for a long time was the only tournament that a lot of the big players got to play in that year. So the pressure on them to perform in that one event was massive. Whereas the PDC players, a lot of the top players, are on TV all the time. Mm. So they get used to that. So, yeah, the standard, people are going to be nervous. It's the first time people are playing outside for a while. It's totally different in the fact that you're not as comfortable, you know, you're not sitting on a big table of people all laughing and joking and because of the situation. So, yeah, um, I know the averages have been a bit higher in this second phase, the first day. But no, the standard's always going to be good. People don't pay, in general, £450 to, to enter a darts tournament unless they're pretty decent. Yeah, I think I think sometimes people take too much notice of the numbers. Certainly, I think it's easy when people are following it online or whatever. It's easy to just look at the numbers and say, "Oh, you know, so and so didn't play very well" or whatever. Of what you've seen, has anyone in particular stood out to you? Um, well, as I say, I, I played 
played the guy Derek Coulson on the first day who played really well um, against me and um, looking at his stats for the day um, his averages are all up in the 90s um, Mike Warburton who I knew was a quality player he was doing really well on the BDO WDF circuit before lockdown um, he played really well qualified on day two you got the usual um, forgive me for saying old school players like Kevin Painter Kevin McDyne they're, they're all quality players who have been there and done it before Look, there's there's so many players out there. It's it's impossible to pick. You know, you've only got to look at players like Wayne Warren, James Richardson, who didn't make it, and they're all quality players. So, if it was that easy, they'd all be getting through without a problem. Mm. You know? Yeah, I mean, Alan Suter impressed me today. Looking at day one of uh, stage one B, um, but again, another player who kind of. We know what he's all about. He plays like that all the time. So, um, yeah, there's not not so many surprises, I don't think. Hmm. And I know I saw you post on on social media after your first day. You'd said that you know by the time you got to that last sixteen game, that you sort of run out of you know run out of stamina a little. Well, not stamina, but you run out of gas a little bit, a bit of fatigue. Was that a thing being back playing in person again? Yeah, I mean, it was. It started a bit later in the day as well. So. Obviously, we were up at sort of normal time for breakfast, but had an extra two hours to kill. Um, not that that's an excuse, but you do tend to spend that time practicing or, or what have you. Um, yeah, I mean, it, playing, it was my fifth game of the day. They're all long format games, 11 legs. Um, I don't think any on the first day went the distance more than sort of nine or ten legs, I don't think. But um, it's a long format. You're also playing quite quickly, game after game, um, because there's 32 boards. I mean, for example, on the second day, Mike Warburton marked my first game, then he played, then he played me. Hmm. So, and that was all in the space of an hour and a half. It's a quickly progressing tournament. The games go on pretty quick. There's no hanging around. Um, so it's almost like playing back-to-back at times, and especially the deeper you go in the tournament, it is literally playing back-to-back. And, yeah, I didn't... I just found that my darts were going a little bit low mm. um, and chasing around the board because everything was dropping underneath the trebles. Um, and that was that was all. It wasn't um, as if I was going to collapse and fall asleep <laughs> at any point. Um, but yeah, it was, no, it was noticeable in my own mind, but that's not to say that I would have won that game anyway, so, so Derek uh, played superbly. And when you lost in the, the opening round on the Wednesday to, to Gordon Mathers, did you know you were through already by that point? No, no, definitely not. I mean, I spent the... After I'd, I played and then marked um, ten minutes and you have to go back to your room, I spent the next two or three hours of watching my, my phone for results and following the ranking table just to, to be sure. I mean, yeah, we had an idea, um, but no, I'm never never confident. Until you say to me, it's done, I won't believe you. If I'd have been on five points, yeah, I'd have probably been, been pretty uh, pretty comfortable, but yeah, it was it was close in the end, that that four points, there was still a couple who got in on three, but not many. 
How was the, the life in the bubble there and what were you doing to, to keep yourself amused when you weren't playing darts? It was a different experience being stuck in the room. Once you go down to the arena, I mean, what I was doing, I was going down to register as soon as the registration opened and then going back to the room to practice for a couple of hours and only going down to the venue when the draw was being done. So with about 45 minutes left before the start. Yeah, it's once once you've played and you've lost, you don't immediately go back to the room. Well, I don't. And, you know, go and practice. You go and sit down. I mean, luckily or unluckily, there was football on the TV on uh, Tuesday night, but it was a very dull <laughs> game between Man United and West Ham. Um, yeah, there isn't anything to do, really. You've got to amuse yourself. I mean, I had to, I dug out my old Nintendo DS for the first time in about 10 years. <laughs> I had that. I had book with me. Uh, you know, I had food to make in the room of noodles or whatever for for lunch and yeah it, there wasn't much to do at all but um you watch your phone for the results and the darts and see what's on the tv um listen to some music um kill time have a bath you know? <laughs> <laughs> it, literally it's it's not a uh, a wild lifestyle at this event but um as i said before that's that's why it's on because it's it's been organised in that way to keep everyone safe and that's one hundred percent the main thing. And I mean that's the first time you've been back in the, the PDC environment for for a number of years. How did you find going back to to that environment after you know quite a few years of traipsing around Europe playing on the the BDO WDF tour? Yeah, look, I always love playing in the PDC. I think the the setup is great. Um, the way the tournaments are run, are spot on. The officials do their best for everybody to to make things run smoothly. Um, it wasn't for uh, a lack of enjoyment that I stopped doing the Q school and everything. I mean, 2015 was the last one I did. Um, it was just that I wasn't doing well enough and I just thought, you know, it's uh, time to take a break. But don't get me wrong, I love playing in the, the WDF tournaments as well. You know, going away for the weekend, getting on a plane, Seeing your friends, playing darts, going out in the evening, having a meal and going to a bar or what have you and, and enjoying it, you know. So to me, if I get through in the finals and get a tour card, then brilliant. Um, that's obviously why we all go to Q School, but there certainly won't be any uh, regrets if I don't. The fact it won't be like, oh no, I've got to go back and play and, and that because I love those events as well. It's just to me, it's just all about playing darts. I mean, it's great, I, I love doing it. That's why I still try and still uh, carry on playing in these tournaments. And was the fact that you know we've had a year of basically no events on the, the WDF or the amateur side, whatever you want to call it, was that a factor in you going and applying and, and playing in Q School this year? 100%. to go and play somewhere um, not that I'm going just to make the numbers up don't get me wrong that's not my intention at all um, but yeah I mean if I had if last weekend was the Romanian Open and the Dutch Open and I had Slovakia coming up next weekend and as was you know was the last couple of years in January February then would I have done it 
I'd have had to take a long view on it and think, is it worth the the money and what, what are my chances of getting through, you know? Um, and as I say, it doesn't mean you can be the best player in the room. You have to still beat who's in front of you. You know, there's nothing given. Um, but, yeah, 100%, it was... My decision was made early that if it's on, I want to go because I want to go and do something and play somewhere. Well, congratulations again on making it through to the final stage, mate. And I wish you all the best for, you know, stage two. And you never know, dark horse like yourself, you've got every chance of coming through for a card. <laughs> I knew you'd get that dark horse phrase. I'm never going to forgive you. let that one down, am I, when uh, I said you were a dark horse to, uh, to win some games in... Uh, in one of the WDF Opens, but I'm still I'm still waiting to see that. I'm sure. I reckon, yeah, I reckon I'm right there. But, <laughs> um, yeah, no, thank you. It's, um, I went there with a, initially with a goal, get through to the final, see what happens. Hopefully, um, I'll get back up there on Saturday, another test to pass first, obviously, and then hopefully play with a bit of freedom. In the fact that you know I've I've done the the initial graft and and then see what happens you know it could be my day it might not be my day but you know give it a good go and uh, leave nothing in the tank so they say <laughs>